listening to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast. We are so happy to have you with us today. And I feel like this episode is coming with a lot of effort behind it. I mean, it is. <laughs> we're sitting here in your bunk bedroom in your mountain house. And can we just be honest for a second and say it took a lot of work to get here? I oh, mean, yesterday was a really very long, long day. day. I'm feeling it right now. I think yeah. that's why I needed some chocolate before we went to record this episode. But you um, you even had an interesting encounter on your way to pick me up from the airport, didn't you? I felt like you need to share this one. Okay. Um, Yeah, because my mountain house is 45 minutes away from the nearest anything. And (laughs) the airport that you flew into is 90 minutes away. So, of course, I'm going, I'm going to shop all along the way. I'm going (laughs) to pick up everything I ever needed. So I get to the grocery store and I have a Yeti cooler. Anybody who knows Yeti, you can put all kinds of cold things in it. It'll stay forever. For months. For months, for years. I don't know. I haven't tried that yet. So I am filling it. So because about that time I get a text and your flight's running late. And then it was running late again. And then it was running late again. And I mean, there was a point where I was like, do I turn around and drive home? Because I don't know that I get on planes that leave after 10 p.m. <laughs> exactly. But we did. I think we left right before 10 p.m. Yeah. Okay. But back to my Yeti, which I have to talk about. I was cramming it full of cold food, and I thought I could get one more thing in, which happens to be a dozen of eggs. So anybody who tries to cram a dozen eggs into a Yeti already packed, not a good idea. As I felt two of them crack in my hand, Oops. I went, oh, that was not really brilliant. So being in a panic, I opened the carton, <laughs> took the two eggs out, threw them under my car. I have no idea why. <laughs> and I went, oh, that was a really bad idea. Closed the hatch and left. And hurried up and got in your car. Was exactly. there anyone around? I have no idea. I did not look. I did not look. All right. This is Darlene Brock, who I'm making confessions on my insane day yesterday, but I'm glad you're here now. Well, I'm Julie Graham, and I'm thankful that you would drive 90 minutes to pick me up and sit and wait in a small airport lobby for my plane that was delayed and delayed and delayed, and then drive an hour and a half in mountain windy roads, which, P.S., that is not my favorite drive. Yeah. And we just acknowledge, especially you in a ginormous suburban <laughs> winding up the mountain. Yeah. But we made it, and you know what? The views are absolutely worth it. They are. It is incredibly beautiful here. So this episode, we're going to have a little bit of fun, and we're going to talk about some things that... Maybe you've heard me say or other people say, and what do we really mean by them? And we wanted to start with some things that people say. Everyone kind of has these phrases that roll off of our tongues. And have we ever really considered what the phrase originally meant? Where they ever came from. And versus what we mean by it today, because these had us LOLing. Okay. There's a little... So let's just start here. Yesterday was a piece of cake. It wasn't, but it was a piece of cake. Mm -hmm. Where did it come from? It was supposed to be. It was. It was supposed to be a piece of cake. Easy peasy direct flight. Yeah. So I know I say that phrase. All right. So what do you mean when you say it? Well, honestly, it always instantly makes me think I wish that I was eating cake, (laughs) which reminds me, do you have any cake here? I don't. And we can't go back down the mountain. So and it would have to be gluten free. Yeah. Um, So piece of cake, which technically is supposed to mean that the original phrase came from the fact that it is harder to make the cake than it is to eat it. Right. I've never thought about it that way. Yeah. It's really easy to just think of cake. Yeah. It's easy to eat it. 
And I don't think making a cake is hard because I only use box cake. <laughs> I think when it's this started, it was like the flour and the sugar no. and the, yeah, no. Yeah. So when I read the origins of it's supposed to reference how hard it is to make cake, I'm like, we're just opening a box here, people. <laughs> Two eggs of water. <laughs> Two eggs that you can get out from underneath Darlene's car. <laughs> there you go. All right. Another one. Bust your chops. Now I say this one. Do you say this one? Yeah, I do. All right, gonna bust. What your does chops. it mean? Well, what does it mean when we say it? Okay, yeah. when yeah, well, we say it, it's like I'm gonna wear you out. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna get after you. I'm gonna bust your chops. I, I kind of think of it as like I'm like teasing you and kind of like putting yeah. you on the spot. Is okay. that is that what it means? Yeah, sure. But where did it come from? This was shocking to me, uh -huh. and I feel like I will always say it differently now if I still say it. So apparently it comes from the days when men would wear long sideburns, their mutton or mutton chops or lamb chops, and if they got hit in the side of the face, that Dude. was to bust their chops. All right. That's exactly how I mean it. <laughs> Not how weird. I think we should start a new trend, the mutton chop trend. What do you think? I mean, I do feel like the hipsters are getting yeah, into getting mutton chops. All right. So we can just slap them upside the head or something. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Next one. Here's one that I do say, because for me, it's all or nothing yeah. in, in all ways of life. Um, so I will use the phrase dress to the nines. And Ooh. I had no idea what it meant. Yeah. I mean, I mean... To actually wear real clothes and do your hair and makeup. That's yeah. what I mean. Because yeah. it's literally leggings and no makeup and hair and a crazy bun. Or all of the things all the way to the nines. All and right. what does it really mean? It means when men had suits that were tailored, which some still do, um, there were nine yards of fabric used to tailor a suit. Because you had to get the the seams right, the lines right, the warp right, all the things that you probably have. I don't no even idea know what, what a warp about. is. Um, it has to do with sewing. But okay. anyway, it has. That's why I don't know. Yeah, it was nine yards of fabric. So dressed to the nines, the best of the best. Which is so funny because I literally think of it as a phrase to say about a woman, but it's actually originated in a man's suit. So there you have it. There you have it. Well, let's go into things that more specifically women say, because I think we ladies, it's almost like we have a special language, like a, <laughs> a strict code of several things that we pulled out that we know we say and that our friends often say, and we mean something different than what we're actually saying. Oops. Yes. I love this one. I'm almost ready. I am almost ready. Now, I'm almost ready could mean 10 minutes, uh, 22 minutes. It could mean 45 minutes. It just means go have a seat because when I'm ready, I'm really I'll ready. come down the stairs when I'm ready and you should find something else to do. Yes. So totally true. I mean, and you even do. I'm almost there. Let's oh, be yeah. real. Yeah. I'm almost ready or I'm almost there. It's like, I'll get there when I get there. <laughs> it's true. See you soon-ish. <laughs> we do that one. Oh, here's one. And I, I've found myself saying this one we need to talk and the uh -huh. person you're saying it to is like uh oh that's not good yeah and what it means is you need to talk and that other person needs to listen mm -hmm. they don't need to talk they just need to listen they need to listen and maybe figure out the best possible perfect comment to interject one place in the conversation <laughs> that's right the comment implying <laughs> that they fully understand and agree with whatever you're saying uh-huh <laughs> we need to talk yep Okay, holidays. What do we say when people say, what do you want for, oh, you we don't, say need, you don't to, need to get me anything. No, you don't need to get me a thing. And are we telling the truth, darling? Probably Brock? not. No, we are lying through our teeth. <laughs> we are saying, sure, you don't need 
to get me anything. But you, if you are smart, if you're and wise, if you love me, you will <laughs> want to get me something. As someone who admittedly has come to terms with the fact that my love language is actually gifts, or at least one of them. Uh huh. I don't even know if I say you don't need to get me. <laughs> I think I just say shoes. <laughs> but if a woman says you don't need to get me anything, pay attention to the need part there. Yeah. And yep. just get her something. Yep. 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 Oh, here's a big one that we say. Maybe. Which means no. <laughs> Maybe means uh, I'll put it off until you leave me alone because it's really no. Don't you think? Yeah. Most of the time it's no. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What about we'll see? It means no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of even Lincoln saying to me, mommy, can we do this? Can we do this? And I say maybe as a way of putting off the no. Yeah. And then the other day he said to me, do you promise mommy? And I turned right around and looked him in the eye and I said, absolutely not. Do I promise? <laughs> Thanks for trying to trap me in a promise. Hey, the pretty, answer pretty is smart maybe. Boy. Pretty smart <laughs> yeah, I'm boy. Like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, and last but not least, when we say yes, what do we actually mean? It could be yes. It could be maybe. It could maybe be no. What do you think? Oh, we ladies are so confusing. We are. I feel sorry for anybody who has to listen. Yep. We are. But those are funny because we really see ourselves in them, right? Yeah, we do, totally. So I just have to say my my co-host here who does chat a little bit. <laughs> once in a while. Once in a while has some of her own amazing phrases that I have heard several times. A day? Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> or at least, you know, over a week's period of time. So I want to know, I want to make another category, a third category. What does Julie say? Oh, things Julie says. This mm-hmm. could get dangerous. Yep. Yep. Or this could be helpful for all of the people who are used to hearing me talk. And maybe we'll just give them the little Morse code of what I mean when I say these little catchphrases that I've created and continue to use over and over again. Okay. First one. Ain't nobody got time for that. Now, I don't say it like Julie I'm does. like, can we just for a second <laughs> hey, I'm enjoy? I'm in the South right now. <laughs> just enjoy how you said it like a robot. The proper way to say it, Dar, is ain't nobody got time for that. Okay. Now, that's a nod to Sweet Brown. Do you know the original? Okay, just. I do. So you can Google Sweet Brown um, on YouTube or just Google. Um, and it was a local news TV spot. Um, video that went viral and I just have a special place in my heart for the way she says it and I do say ain't nobody got time for that at least once a day you do and then the counterpart I like to use is YOLO uh-huh. which we covered on episode seven quotes that you need for your grit and grace life YOLO stands for fill it in you only live once your face you're like uh do <laughs> I, I know did, this I did oh wait <laughs> if I get a fail <laughs> So to me, these things go together. Um, And I do often say them just with a lightheartedness, like there's no way I'm going to do that or I'm totally going to do that. Right. So ain't nobody got time for that is I'm not doing that. Right. Stop expecting me to do ridiculous things or hello, I'm going to do that ridiculous thing because YOLO. But let's bring it down a notch and figure out ways that these actually could be meaningful for you because it is my desire to encourage you with some of the silly things that I say. So when I say, ain't nobody got time for that or YOLO, what I really want you to think about is sometimes we take ourselves a little bit too seriously and -hmm. we need to have a little bit more fun. We do need to have a lot more fun. Yeah, we do. And I feel like that's kind of the season I'm in right now. Um, That's some, that phrasing right now, it has become important to me of, yeah, you only live once and 
I kind of need to take it a little less seriously than I had been taking it and have a little more fun. And enjoy, enjoy every single day and not get distracted by the stuff that interferes. Yeah. The expectations of other people. I mean, learn to just say, ain't nobody got time for that. Right. I'm not going to do that thing just because Susie Q down the street does it or thinks I should do it or asked me to do it. No, I don't have time for that. I only live once. I'm instead going to go eat cake. (laughs) Whatever it is. Um, So when I say nobody got time for that, I want you to actually take that to heart. And is there something that you've been asked to do that you're doing out of obligation that you need to actually just get honest and say, I don't have time for that. I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. Or is there something you have been wanting to do and have been scared to do or think you won't be good at or think people will judge you for doing because that's a big one. It is. And just YOLO. Yeah. Just do it. So for me in this season, I, um, I'm on, I'm doing three trips back to back and I'm a little nervous about it, but that falls into this first category of YOLO. And there were a lot of things that I wanted to do, um, over the years that, you know, due to life circumstances and family obligations and commitments, I couldn't do. And now I'm in a new season. And so I'm going to give it a try. Yeah. And I think it's great, Julie. I think everyone needs to realize it. Saying those things or acting on them is not necessarily a selfish disposition or attitude. It is actually recognizing the truth that this life has a limit to it. So do the important things, do the things that matter. And for you, I'm excited for you because you're exploring, you're exploring who's Julie Graham today and who's she going to be tomorrow. Yep. Totally. All right. So that's number one. What's my next one? I feel like you've been teasing me about this one. Yeah. I think every third or fourth message I get from you ends with LOL, LOL, LOL. Do you know what it stands for? Uh, laugh out loud? Yes. Okay. And if it doesn't have an LOL, it has some form of laughing emoji. Oh, yes. Because there are now four laughing emojis that I can think of. Okay. Well, three. There's the regular crying laughing face. There's the tilted crying laughing face. And then there's the cat crying laughing <laughs> face. <laughs> you live for those emojis. So I have realized, and this is like a teachable moment for me. This one, I'm... I'm you think this one's going to be all laughs and this one's actually going to be a little introspective friends. I have been learning in this season that I use LOL as a way of downplaying something that maybe is actually hard for me to say, or I'm afraid won't be received well. So I just drop a little LOL on it and I lighten it up <laughs> like, teehee, I can't believe I said that. Yeah. Don't hate me. Don't judge me. <laughs> But there, it, you use it in multiple. That's true. That's absolutely true. You'll go, sometimes I'll read it and go, she thinks I'm going to be like freaked out about what she just said. So <laughs> LOL. No, I'm really not. But that's okay. She wants to make sure. Or there's the, I really am on the floor laughing, you know, moment that you have. I do. I do often use it to, to actually say that I'm laughing. Yes. But then I'll also say, I legit LOL'd. I will tell people, I just actually LOL. Yes. And I use LOL'd as though it's a phrase. <laughs> so I think that there's a little bit for me when I do this, I am often trying to lighten the mood. I am. I like to bring kind of an entertainment sure. and um, humor to things. That is a, kind of a key part of my personality. And hopefully that has been something you can enjoy about listening to our show. <laughs> um, but I also am trying to be honest with myself in this season and realize that it's also a way that I kind of cover and conceal what might actually be happening on the inside of me. Like I'm hiding a feeling or hiding a fear or hiding, um, you know, something. 
and it's time in this season to try to figure out why do I resort so quickly to the LOL? Now, here's a, another fun fact is that I often talk to text. Yes. And so because I will often talk to text, I will find myself saying in a conversation to somebody, LOL. And that's awkward. <laughs> that is awkward. Have I done it to you? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think you. And have. then we just kind of oh, yeah. awkward and move yeah. on. And the, and we're talking about things Julie Graham says, but I do want to interject that all of us have phrases we hide behind. Mm. All of us have things that we throw out there just to kind of test the waters to see if somebody's going to react, to see if they're going to not like what we said, what we did, who we are, whatever. So whatever yours is, you know. LOL. <laughs> well, and you just said one that we kind of toyed with whether or not to include, and it is whatever. Yeah. We say, especially we ladies, we yeah. say whatever as a way of acting like we're fine with how the situation has ended, how the conversation has ended. But most of the time, we're still a little miffed. It's true. And it probably didn't end the way we wanted it to end, but we're kind of saying, whatever, I'm moving on. I'm still mad about it. Though. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my next one is, um, it, it's embarrassing, true, that I use a lot of hashtags, but whatever, <laughs> I use hashtags. Um, and one that I use a lot, and I'm actually kind of excited to share about this one because I, I do use it a lot because it's important for me and having any sort of balance in my life. Um, I don't think it's a secret that I tend to be a little bit high functioning. I tend toward doing a lot of things. Lot. I'm a little bit of an achiever type person. Mm -hmm. If you're one of those Enneagram people, my number is a three, if you're curious. Um, and one of the things that's really important for me to be able to accomplish the things that I keep adding to my plate, yes, which I now know. again, I'm thinking about cake on my plate. But anyways, <laughs> the irony is what I'm trying to get to is my hashtag fit mama tribe. Um, and that's something I started back when I was doing fitness coaching, which I'm not doing anymore because my plate got too full. Right. And I get an amen. Uh -huh. um, Wise but it's, woman. St it's still important to me to um, be intentional about having balance in my life as far as taking care of myself physically and emotionally and nutritionally. So I try to keep a balance between exercising regularly, having the cake, but then most of the time eating healthfully. Yeah. And what I think works great with this hashtag of yours is that you have incorporated several things of who you are and the relationships that you have. You want to be fit. You're a mama and mm -hmm. you do run in tribes. You do have a community of friends who you walk alongside with. Well, and I, and I, I, when I started the tribe part of it, it was like, it's a lot easier. It's a lot more fun and it's a lot more manageable if you actually surround yourself with people who have the same goals. So I have found that one of the best ways for me to stay fit and healthy is to make it a community thing, like you said, to right. um, to have a tribe of people who get it and who believe in it and who are on the same journey. Now, there are definitely days where I don't actually want to work out and I don't actually want to eat well. <laughs> I don't think I even knew that. Are you for real? No, oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but I do it because I know I'll feel better afterwards. And a lot of times I do it because it's like, well, I've been sitting in my house all day by myself. And the only other person I'm going to see is my four-year-old. 
So it will actually help me to go and move my body and be at the gym with other women. And we're going to have a good time together and I'll feel better afterwards, emotionally, mentally, physically, and I'll have a chance to speak with other adults. Yeah. So whatever tribe that you want to belong to, whether it's mama or you're, you're single or whatever, it's a good idea. <laughs> or some combination of both. Yep. Absolutely. So when I say fit mama tribe, I know for a fact there are people who roll their eyes like, oh, there she is again with that Fit Mama tribe. Please hear my heart. It's not me trying to be like, you should be doing this. But it's me saying it brings me joy and it helps me bring balance. And it doesn't have to be training for a marathon. In fact, didn't I tell you earlier today that yes. I have no intention of ever running a marathon? That's yes. going to take way too much time and effort and discipline. Thank you. But I can move my body for a half an hour most days of the week. And it's going to it's going to help me. Okay, another one I've heard you say, and I think a lot of women say, but it is, I'm fine. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. fine. And I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, now we're going back into the vulnerable zone again with the I'm fine. I, I didn't want to include this one, but I want to keep it for real. Um, and this is something that even Dr. Zoe has been helping me um, recognize that that is another kind of coping phrase for me that I have used my entire life. And sure, in some ways I am fine. And that has been part of the grit that people see in my life. Um, episode 28, I talk a little bit about my childhood. And, you know, of course, we've talked a little bit about unexpectedly losing my husband. Those are very difficult things that I don't have control over. Um, and in one sense, I have had to keep going anyway, and be able to say, I'm fine. God's taking care of me. I have people around me who love me and are walking with me. And I can um, take it one day at a time, grace for the moment, all of those kinds of things. But then there's also a part of me that kind of shuts the feelings down and says, I'm fine when I'm actually not. And that's the part that I need to be willing to get more honest with. Well, and I think a lot of us, when we say those phrases, it's because we look around at other people and say, well, you're worse off than I, you're having more challenges than I. So for me to say I'm not fine actually feels wrong. And it's not because you can be fine in some areas, but then there are others that are just screaming out. And so you need to be willing to say I'm fine, except I'm not. I'm trying not to cry. Um, <laughs> yes, because that exactly is how I have felt. And I've had to realize that there were seasons, especially going back to my childhood, where I felt like I couldn't share the fact that I wasn't fine because I knew that it, with air quotes around it, it could have been a lot worse. Right. So to complain or to share my fear or my anxiety or my worry or my hurt um, maybe wasn't fair because the truth is, is I could have been a lot worse off. But the real truth is what I was dealing with was difficult. And it's okay to be honest and say, I'm not fine. Well, this is hard. I'm hurting. I need help. That's the beginning of moving forward because we have to start with, I'm fine in a lot of things, but in this, I'm not. Mm -hmm. So that means I have some work to do mm -hmm. and that's perfect. That's perfectly fine. Actually, it's really, <laughs> That's the really right way good. to use it. Yes. It's the right way to use it. Yeah. So, I mean, as much as I've leaned heavily on grit in my life, um, I find myself in a season where I'm choosing to what we like to say here to give myself grace and be honest about the areas where I'm not fine and to not be mad at myself for it and to give space to those areas and to be honest and go into them. Absolutely. 
So here's hoping that ends well for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it will. Yep. It will. Okay. Julie's absolute hashtag catchphrase mantra. The big one. The big one. Be bold and just be you. Yep. Now, it wouldn't have been smart for me to like try to research when I first started using it. Oh. I mean, I just thought of that as you said it because I'm like, how long have I been saying this? I don't know, but I've been saying it for a few years. Yeah. Um, and I've been saying it really first and foremost for myself because I really believe that each one of us has been given a unique set of talents, personality. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. um, life circumstances. That's a big one. Well, now I'm just going to say that after everything. Um, <laughs> your talents, your life experiences, your personality, and, um, you know, just those unique things that make you, you, those things, they just matter. And I think some of us are afraid of them. I think some of us think we don't have any of them. And it's my desire to say, no, all of those matter. And you should be playing into them as much as possible. Yes. And I think you need to, every single one of us need to realize that we are individually unique, mm -hmm. individually valuable, individually talented, and have a place in life that only we can fill. So if we're going to try to be anybody else, we're not doing that well. Mm -hmm. We need to be exactly who we are and step up to the plate and live the life we're supposed to live. Yeah. And I think, you know, I keep going back to this season that I'm in, but I really feel like I'm in a refining, you know, finding me season. Um, and that phrase in itself is literally, it's actually speaking to me on new levels because it's, it's something I keep saying to myself that it is okay. Yeah. I do have a big personality. I can't <laughs> no, help it. None of us know that. I can't help it. And if I try to shy away from it, then that literally is me trying to stop myself from being myself. And that's not going to do anybody any good. No. Now, does that mean there aren't areas that I do need to grow in? Absolutely. Those are also coming to the surface. But I can become more of myself as I process those things. And then I can be okay with the fact that, yeah, I am a little more outgoing than maybe the average person. Yeah, a little. I, I do like some things that are a little bit silly. I will wear boots in Florida when there's literally no reason. And that's just me. And I enjoy it. And I'm just going to be bold and just be me. But my heart is for someone to see that and realize, well, what is it about me that makes me special and unique? And how can I live into that more? Not to look at me and say, I want to be like her. But like you said, to look at that and say, I want to be more like me. What's something I can live into more? And I think, Julie, when you embrace that, if we individually embrace that, it helps us in all of our life choices mm. because we go, this is who I am. This is what I'm capable of. These are my talents. So the next step should be this choice, not this. We lose a little bit of the confusion that sometimes we face uh, when we don't understand ourselves or embrace who we are. So when we do, it actually makes some of our choices easier. Julie, you're usually the one that closes out with something that our uh, listeners may want to hear or read. And so I'm going to at least throw one in. Oh, I like it. Do you like that? Thanks. Okay. It's uh, episode 25, The Benefits of Optimism. Y'all need to uh, click on that one and listen to it. It's a good one. I, I would totally agree. I think that follows this conversation well, if you haven't heard it yet. But I do want to highlight a couple articles that would also go along with things we've shared about. First is one by Rachel Hagstrom. 
and it really kind of hits on that um, Fit Mama Tribe one. Um, she wrote five helpful tips for loving your body the way it is. I mean, do you know any woman who doesn't need to read that? Oh, no. Nope. And I can actually go reread it as well. Um, so that one's there. And then our friend Ashby Duvall, I loved her recent one, 50, you're 15 minutes away from a better day. Yeah. So that one highlights our ain't nobody got time for that or our YOLO. So that one's going to get you a little more time in your day. And last but not least, partly I just love this title, but Courtney Mayo wrote, put on your big girl panties and get to work on yourself. Oh, sounds like what we all need. Exactly. To do. So we're going to link to all of those in the show notes so you can be sure to check them out. But we have to end the show with a quote. I don't know if this is allowed, but this episode is things I say. So I'm quoting myself. How do you feel about that, Dar? <laughs> You're quotable, you, Julie. You didn't put quotes on the show notes and you are the queen of the um, outline, I should call it. Anyway, so I made one up that I think sums up my life. And I have been quoted as of today as saying, <laughs> this day has never been lived. So tap into your grit and grace and be bold and just be you. Oh, that's a good quote, Julie. Aw, thanks, friend. Well, here's the deal. As we continue to grow this show, I'm just going to go ahead and friend to friend ask you to share the show with a friend. So if you're listening to this episode or you're back in the archives and listening to old shows, a great way to let people know about the show is to just take a screenshot as you're listening on your device and then share that picture on your social media, tag our account, let your friends know what you love about the show and encourage them to give it a listen. That'll help us because, you know, people got to find out about it yeah. for them to start living this grit and grace life with us. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of this grit and grace life podcast brought to you by the grit and grace project. Take a few minutes and head over to iTunes to rate and review the show. So more people can find us and be sure to subscribe. So you never miss an upcoming episode. If you can think of a friend who could benefit from this episode or the show in general, please be sure to share us with her. And for all the details on today's episode, find the show notes by heading to the grit and grace project.org. You can follow us on social. So you miss nothing that we're sharing throughout the week on all things living a grit and grace life. We'll catch you on the next one.